0: Good afternoon. Welcome back to Park It Here. Um, I'm John Ryder. I work in the Community Relations Division of Louisville Metro Parks. I'm here with Aaron Henry, who produces the broadcast. And today we're going to speak with Tim Fulton, who is the park superintendent. He is in charge of our operations division. These are the guys that cut the grass, clean out the trash cans, perform playground maintenance, and a whole slew of other uh, things that people might not know about. These are complicated jobs. Uh, these guys work extremely hard, and uh, it's it's a lot more than just just cutting grass. They they never know really, during the course of the day, what they might get embroiled with or entangled in. We've actually had a couple of uh, park workers in the past that have saved lives. Uh, we had a uh, a group a, a couple of years ago that saved a, a person who was drowning at Long Run Park. We actually had somebody a, a couple of guys also who encountered a uh, person who was trapped underneath their car. Uh, They were able to uh, lift the car off the gentleman and save him. You can actually read those stories on our blog, Common Ground. If you go to our website, bestparksever.com, you'll find a link to our blog. But uh, let's go ahead and listen to Tim. Okay, so we're here with Tim. Uh, Tim, uh, talk a little bit about your background. I know you came here from Los Cruces, New Mexico, I believe. Is that correct? That's correct. But but you've also uh, worked in Buffalo. I've heard you talk about some work in Austin, Texas. Yes, sir. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about your background and how you arrived here in Louisville? Sure, sure. Um, I have a degree
1: from Texas A&M University, uh, Wildlife and Fishery Sciences, and I followed that up with an MBA from the University at Buffalo in New York. Um, my experience in parks and recreation ranges from running recreation centers uh, running an aquatics program uh, with the city of El Paso I had 27 pools uh, covering everything from swim lessons recreational swim to competitive swim teams I worked uh, as a forestry technician Um, I oversaw senior centers I was the first Parks and Recreation Director for the City of Cedar Park, Texas, just outside of Austin, Texas. And after that job, I went into the not-for-profit field where I was the Executive Director of the Austin Parks Foundation. And then I was offered a job with the Buffalo Olmstead Parks Conservancy, very similar to the conservancy here in Louisville. Uh, Difference was that the conservancy in Buffalo actually took over the maintenance and management of the parks system there in Buffalo, uh, where I was able to really do a lot of great work in transforming those parks and restoring them back to some of their original glory. Uh, After being a not-for-profit, I decided that, uh, in my latter years, wanted to return to the public sector. That brought me out to New Mexico to really give me an opportunity to share some of the knowledge and experience I had gained over the years. My position in New Mexico was Parks Administrator, and uh, while I was in New Mexico, met a young woman who uh, was from the East, uh, grew up in South Carolina, and she missed the green and the trees, mm-hmm. and when we saw this job here posted for Louisville for Parks Administrator, and I knew the Olmstead system here, and I'd heard a lot about the beauty of the city and the parks in particular, Uh, Decided it was a no-brainer, so we upped and moved uh, from sunny, dry New Mexico to sunny, mostly, Louisville, (laughs) Uh, although it's raining a little bit today, um, but it's a beautiful city. As as it
0: has for the last... 40 some odd days like it's almost biblical how much it's rained here lately so anyway
1: hey but that's what makes our trees and our grass grows mm-hmm. keeps it green keeps the river flowing uh so i'm happy to be part of all of that
0: so i was gonna that was gonna kind of you, you sort of talked a little bit about what was leading into my next question for you which is you'd mentioned the olmstead park system in buffalo what uh, what drew you to this park system here in louisville and, and what do you think are some of the strong points that we have here
1: well, what drew me here was Olmsted himself. I mean, uh, the the uh, park system there in in Buffalo was really the first park system Olmsted designed. Um, you know, he had designed Central Park in Manhattan, mm-hmm. but that was Frederick Law Olmsted's first attempt at a park system, and then he, over the years, slowly perfected them. And I think the park system. The Olmstead park system here in Louisville is probably just represents his masterpiece as far as a city's park system. I mean, to have uh three major parks, Cherokee, Iroquois, and Shawnee, and they all represent something special about Louisville, whether mm-hmm. it's you know, the woodlands in Cherokee and then and the amazing climb up to Iroquois to see the managed pra- prairie at the top, and then at Shawnee to experience the Ohio River. Um, I don't know. I think people who grew up here might take those for granted just mm-hmm. a little bit, but I'll tell you, you know, an outsider, it's just spectacular. I mean, it's world-class. So what really drew me in is I had a previous knowledge of the park system here. Plus, I had friends uh, that i met years ago, Susan Rodmacher, who had worked for the Conservancy, mm-hmm in metro parks i met her at a conference over 20 years ago and she had such great things not only about the park system to say but the people here in louisville who were working to make a you know better and greater park system so as a professional parks person as someone who lives and breathes parks it was just really a no-brainer to to have an opportunity to be part of that system
0: so have you been able to since you've been here sort of uh blend in with the culture here do you enjoy bourbon do you like oh, the food that's being goodness. offered here
1: um you know i was never a huge bourbon drinker mm-hmm. i was always more of a beer drinker right. I, I like a good ipa uh often mm-hmm. and um but you know coming to louisville you can't avoid the bourbon <laughs> culture right. and uh just, I had no idea, and just going to different tastings, and, and I mean, to me, it's almost like this art, and no, I love it. I love bourbon now. Uh, my wife has uh, got very involved in bourbon, mm-hmm. bourbonism, and so it's, it's become part of our, our lifestyle. I don't want to make that sound like that's all we do. No, don't worry I, about
0: that. <laughs> you know, it, 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 as a matter of fact, I'm sure when people will listen to this, they will do so with a, a good classic bourbon in hand, I would imagine. So uh, anyway, back to uh, back to the, the the park system here, Parks and Recreation system. I know that we're split up in maintenance districts. Can you kind of describe what your role is with the park system and sort of how our operations is split up?
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm looking at our park system, our park operations from a mile high view most of the time. Um, you know, how do we How do we get our team to work more efficiently? Uh, It's no secret we're a very lean operation, as we should be, most of government nowadays is, um, and deliver the services that are most important and necessary to our park goers. Um, You know, we do have challenges, uh, keeping the grass cut. Um, When you get 60 inches of rain a year and optimal grass growing conditions, that's a challenge. The, but that said, you know, having visited many, many park systems across the country, and recently I was down in Austin, Texas, uh, my home state, mm-hmm. and I noticed the parks there in Austin high grass back in October, same as we had here, because they had been getting rain. Um, you know, the, the customer's expectations is they want their parks to look like a front lawn. Mm -hmm. And that's what we aspire for. Sometimes we get it right. Sometimes the weather doesn't cooperate and that grass gets high. Um, but again, you know, we, we do have limitations on how high we're going to let it grow. We Mm -hmm. try to cut on, um, a 14-day cycle sometimes it's 21 days uh, and sometimes when we get day after day of rain it's even longer Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to teach my staff now is really look at those high use areas those highly visible areas focus on those Uh, some big changes that we made were written schedules rather than just reacting or Mm kind of going on well this is the way we've always done it Uh, We also were training our our operators uh, to work more efficiently, use the best mower for certain conditions, uh, devising um, what we call our our, our big area mowing team. Uh, Mm -hmm. This was actually the idea of one of our younger supervisors who had a lot of experience mowing all the parks throughout Louisville. He came in with some suggestions that we started using last fall and we'll be using again this spring but we found by using his device system we saved about eight days um, mm-hmm. in addition to the mowing we also are responsible for keeping all the restrooms clean emptying the trash cans trying to keep the litter off the ground getting rid of graffiti uh, repairing damage by vandals And uh, reminding park goers, you know, that there are rules and regulations to follow, that we're not law enforcement, but we give that friendly reminder because it is a public space and some of our visitors are great. They um, they pick up after themselves, they're courteous, but, you know, just like anywhere you go, there's always going to be somebody who feels like they can leave their trash on the ground or Mm -hmm. they can carve their initials in that wooden, beautiful wooden Olmstead bench. Mm -hmm. And so we we serve as ambassadors as well as um, the folks that keep the parks clean and beautiful.
0: So I I think one thing that people might notice, you mentioned the grass and the mowing schedule. Um, In some cases throughout our park system, the grass is being allowed to grow high by design. Uh, So I, I think you're calling that a managed meadows program. That's Can you true. talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, John, we 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 do have a managed meadow area, our naturalized areas. Um, you know, these are areas that we really, in the past, uh, we didn't mow for a year, um, and that that's a good thing um, to a point. But um, like most people know, if you don't mow something for a year, sometimes you get invasive weeds that you really don't want. You get woody growth coming in there too. So. We've, we're looking at better ways of doing that. What we're doing now, in addition to the non-mowing area, uh, we also are treating some of these areas with select herbicides to cut down on things that are popping up and to make sure we're growing the native species that are most beneficial to urban wildlife. And I'm not talking about grizzly bears in your mm-hmm. park. I'm talking about you know, your pollinators, your butterflies, your bees, your birds, things that we really need because they make for a healthy environment. We also are doing a, a, a lot more outreach to the public. Um, one of the parks we've worked on uh, is George Rogers Clark. We've had a series of community meetings with the council member in, in that district uh, to get input from the public, make sure that when we are planning a managed meadow that we're doing it in locations that doesn't interfere with, say, organized sports like cross-country practice and things like that so um, parks are, are a delicate balance so you know involving the community is is a key thing to making them successful even with their day-to-day management
0: and we do have some information about our management program by the way at uh, bestparksever.com um, that program continues to grow I believe we're going to be adding more information um, about the program as it, as it goes forward Tim's team is expanding that and doing really good work as far as that goes. Um, Tim, I wanted to ask you about two things. We're here as we sit in Joe Creason Park, and, you know, in December we had the uh, National Cyclocross racing event here, and some people were concerned about the condition of that park. Um, and then, of course, down on the riverfront, we had the, the situation last year with uh, Louder Life um, in the concerts over at Champions Park. I, I was wondering maybe if you could talk a little bit about the recovery process following those two events at those two parks and how, how you see it's going. We're yeah. still kind of in the dead of winter, but I think driving up in here to Creason, you can see evidence that things are, are going along pretty well and they're being repaired just fine. But just thought maybe you could talk about that just for a minute. Sure.
1: I'll talk mostly about uh, the recovery here at Joe Creason. Um, you know, I want to back up a little because we we knew the event was coming here, the National Cyclocross Championship, and so we started meeting with U.S. Cycling and um, Louisville Sports Com- Commission uh, a year in advance. And one of the key things that we had talked about is after the event, we wanted to make sure that we were doing everything to recover the park as quickly as possible. Uh, and it really began with just planning the course. Um, we were really fortunate the course designer. um is a farmer. Um, he has his own farm in upstate New York. He's an environmentalist. Uh, he's very knowledgeable of native species as well as invasive species. Uh, so we actually walked the park more than once to lay out the course. Um, we avoided environmentally sensitive areas and, um, you know, The areas that it went through on our turf and everything, we also knew what we uh, had to do to restore the turf as quickly as possible based on previous experience. So immediately following the race, and if anybody remembers that weekend, I think we got few inches, yeah, say the least. It, it
0: sure did. It, it poured that Saturday. I mean, it really rained. It
1: really rained hard. And the whole week, it was not a one-day event. It, it was uh, races for pretty much for five days straight. The first few days were dry, but the uh, weekend races really uh, with the mud and everything made for spectacular cyclocross, but tore up the turf. So following the race, our, our golf crew and our ball field crew actually came out sort of rolling areas laying seed putting straw down and putting uh, protective uh, mats where we were expecting erosion on the slopes and as I look out the window now I see those areas quickly recovering Mm -hmm. and it's pretty much like I told folks who were concerned when we walked that course that uh, probably by you know April or May we're going to have green healthy turf Uh, some areas like where the course actually went through our managed meadow will come in and our plan is to uh, actually seed in there with more native uh, plants Mm -hmm. Um, you know it's you if you come out to joe creason you can obviously tell where the course ran but i think you will see that it heals itself very quickly the analogy a lot of people like to use was um buffalo used to roam in these areas and that they would trample the turf but turf is very resilient mm-hmm. i will remind our listeners that one of our biggest complaints is how often the folks want their grass cut so while we're complaining about turf being damaged <coughs> trust me by june and july we're going to be dealing with <laughs> high grass again i have no doubt right
0: um so what about champions i know that they've decided to move the course but uh, move the uh Concerts that are there, but is it also recovering well as far as you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that was a whole different event. Uh, you know, what do we have out there? 40,000 people mm-hmm. watching the concert, uh, stages, and everything. And unfortunately, you know, Mother Nature did the same thing uh, with the heavy rains. cross, you actually want <laughs> rain in a music venue you really don't Mm -hmm. um but again it's what's so great about Louisville is the teamwork because Marty Storch with special events actually worked with us closely uh you know the 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 show promoter uh Danny Wimmer worked with us you know everybody wanted to you know recover that park because they knew how important it was to the public that uses the park they knew how important it was you know to uh, be good stewards. So I, I was really proud how not only well we worked together getting the venue ready, but when it didn't go when Mother Nature didn't cooperate, how well we worked together, that we weren't pointing fingers at everyone worked together to get the area healed and completed. And you know, my long experience in parks that happens. Whether it's a rugby game, a cyclocross, you know, a kite flying festival, there's going to be human impact on the parks. Mm-hmm. They're not grass museums. Um, you know, they're meant to be used, and really, it's up to us park professionals to come up with the plans to prepare those areas for big events and to help recover. And I think the public should know that. You know, I think everyone wants great events in Louisville. I mean, I should know more than anyone. My wife complained quite a bit when we lived in Southern New Mexico. It wasn't enough to do. <laughs> And one of the things she loves about Louisville are all the events, as I do too, and I think it makes it a great city, and it's a reason people move here and want to stay mm-hmm. and um, I think we'll continue to do great events in our parks.
0: um You talked about this just a little bit earlier. You, you mentioned that you know a lot of people will again as we sit here, we have had more rain this year already than we did to this point last year, which was the wettest and Tim's frowning as I'm describing this, the wettest calendar year we've had on record. So, you know, he's buckling up, and him and his team are buckling up for a fun spring and summer, I'm sure. But um, one of the things that you mentioned was just the demands that they have, that it goes beyond cutting grass, that it's maintenance of playgrounds and restrooms and cleaning out, you know, cleaning cleaning out trash cans and picking up litter, repairing graffiti. Um, Can you kind of take us through how you sort of prioritize that work and maybe what a typical park worker might see out there during the course of a day.
1: Yeah, our priorities. I mean, first and foremost, have to be safe safety. So you know, if you if you're sending a crew out and there's glass, broken glass, that should be the first thing they pick up because not only is it litter, it's dangerous litter. Uh, unfortunately, you know, throughout this whole country, park systems are seeing more and more hypodermic needles. It's related to the opioid crisis, and that's, you know, in my long history of working in parks, I've noticed uh, noticed it in New Mexico. We had some of it in Buffalo. It's hitting everywhere. We also have it here in Louisville. So in addition to glass, we got to watch for the needles that are out there. Um, I don't want to scare anybody. But it's just something to be on guard for, and our crews are really good at taking those needles out getting them cleaned up. So safety is going to be the first priority. Um, The second thing is the litter, Um, you know, getting the litter out. It's unsightly, Um, you know, I wish wish all of us in this country were very uh, conscious about making sure we don't litter our beautiful parks and roadways. But it seems like it's just kind of become part of our lifestyles. Mm But what would help us a lot if people would carry out what they bring in. So if you have a picnic and you bring in something, you really help us greatly by taking your own trash out. Because Mm -hmm. as as my economics professor told me, uh, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Everybody's going to pay for everything. Uh, So that's one thing we do with the the, uh, litter. Graffiti is the other big issue. It's a high priority getting that down. And then weeds because they're so unsightly when you pull up into a park. Uh, So I guess an acronym that I like to use is is from New York City parks. They have what they call their glow cards. They Mm -hmm. um, glass graffiti, litter, and weeds is what we look at. And then we go on to the mowing and the cleaning of restrooms. Um, You know, it's all very important because you want great. you know, customer experience. Because if we have the grass mode and we forget to clean the restroom, people are going to remember that. So it's right. it's a delicate balancing act to get all these things right with a lean operation. It's training your staff to multitask. To uh, one thing, I encourage them is take ownership. Treat that park like it's your own. Um, you know, and I think once you can instill that in an employee. Um, that it's their park. They're not just there you know to walk through things and, and do it haphazardly, but to take the time, do it with great detail. Uh, those are the important things and um, you know, we have checklists that we use on a daily basis. Um, and so I'm in the process now of developing some standard operating procedures, whether that's mowing the grass or cleaning the restrooms, so that we have, consistent, uh, work being done throughout our entire park system, which I want to remind everyone is in the, the entire Jefferson County, uh, mm-hmm. area.
0: Um, <clears throat> you know, again, as we sit here, we're, uh, you know, there, there has been a recent announcement about some, some possible budget cuts that are coming. Uh, there's certainly a revenue issue that's going on with the city of Louisville. And I'm just wondering from your perspective and maybe the perspective of the employees that you supervise, are, is there any concern about your ability to, to keep the parks maintained at the level people expect if these cuts were to come through?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, if, if the cuts come through as, as uh, might happen, I mean, there's a chance we could lose our seasonal help. We'll certainly lose overtime. Um, and that's going to impact us greatly with events. Um, you know, there's numerous events, small and large. Uh, different groups are putting those on. Uh, we do a lot of, in addition to the maintenance that we're doing, we, d- we do a lot of deliveries, picnic tables, bleachers, uh, sitting up electrical panels, mm-hmm. uh, putting up lights for the light-ups. All these great things that um, the park staff does uh, every year, um, you know, we, we won't be able to do those things, not at the level we're doing now. Uh, our priorities will have to be that safety issue, you know um because we can't do it all um especially if we face those cuts so those event organizers will have to look for other folks that can take that on we simply won't be able to do it and that's an unfortunate thing because like i said earlier it's the events here in louisville that make it such a great city to live in Mm
0: -hmm. um i wonder i know you're a you're a runner and a cyclist um are there any parks within our system that you personally enjoy going through and exercising in and taking your family in. I, I know you have a, you have a youngster, is that correct? You...
1: I, I do. I have a almost two-year-old. Yeah. Um, well, I guess one of my favorite things, uh, you know, I, I like to ride my bike anywhere that's, you know, uh, safe to ride a bike, which would include, you know, most of our parks. Uh, I, I, I do live, um, um, near Cherokee park. Uh, so obviously it's an easy one to get to. So mm-hmm. I usually hook up the bike trailer and throw my son in there. Uh, he loves it. He wears his helmet and <laughs> uh, he gives me a workout. Um, my wife probably a bigger runner than I am now, um, but you know she runs in most of our parks. Uh, she's a sort of person who likes to try different locations, uh, but you know i've uh i've done the tour de Lou, um and um I, I was amazing because it it does go through several of our parks including shawnee and iroquois along the parkways mm-hmm. up and then up to cherokee uh i enjoy them all i you know everyone's what's your favorite park i guess it's the one i'm in currently you know and as I spend more and more time in each park, you know, you find little things about them that you start to really enjoy. I was up at uh, Black Mud Park back when it was 7 degrees. And where is
0: Black Mud Park?
1: It's on the far, well, I guess I would consider it southeast mm-hmm. um, area of, of Jefferson County. But it's it's a cool little park, Horseshoe Pits. Uh, it's got a nice forested area. Um but you know it's kind of hidden if you don't know about it uh you should go visit it and, and in fact i would encourage everyone you know may, you know don't don't travel on your vacation stay here in louisville go check out different parks i mean that's what Olmsted designed the park system for was you know folks that couldn't travel a lot you have a vacation in your own city mm-hmm. and so now we have way more than just the olmstead parks Uh, So, you know, on a weekend, load the family up, go visit a park you've never been to or maybe haven't seen in a few years uh, because they change through the season. That's one thing living here in Louisville. I mean, when I go to Shawnee Park in the middle of the summer, it's a much different place in the fall, the winter, and, and then again in the spring. And each season brings out a little nuance in that park. It makes it more beautiful. And watching the people. I'm a big people watcher. And uh, I, I love to see families out in the parks enjoying themselves. Um, you know, I, I know when uh, our friends over at the Olmstead Parks Conservancy, they closed the uh, Scenic Loop uh, in coordination with us just to allow walkers and mm-hmm. runners and that cyclists. That was back to
0: the Halloween Hayrod, correct? Uh,
1: yes, sir. And, and it was great watching all these different people in the park without automobiles because, you know, you just – they came out by the hundreds, and, uh, you know, again, as a, a big park advocate, I know we got to drive in this day and age, but, you know, sometimes park that car and really explore the park on foot. It's a If you haven't done that, it's a special experience, and you can do that. It doesn't have to be in Olmstead Park. It could be right here in Joe Creason Park. It could be in George Rogers Clark Park, Long Run, We've got some amazing parks here that if you get on your bicycle or or walk or jog are just wonderful to see.
0: Thank you, Tim. I appreciate your time. Thanks, John.
1: Really enjoyed it.
0: Okay. Thanks to Tim Fulton. Um, I wanted to remind uh, folks, Mayor Fisher's revenue plan can be found on the website at loyalky.gov. Parks is no different than a lot of other city agencies. We're in need of new revenue. If you look at the way that we've been able to spend money in the past, some of these uh, uh, facilities and, and parks and projects that we've got are are in jeopardy. So I'd encourage you to go and look at the plan at LouisvilleKY.gov and call your Metro Council member if you have any questions or if you want to speak in, be in favor of it. Uh, I'm sure they would love to hear from you. Uh, go to LouisvilleKY.gov. Uh, make your voices be heard. A couple of other things I did want to mention also. We are kind of in a waiting pattern. We've had a lot of people ask us about what summer camps we're going to be offering We're sort of waiting around to see what happens with the budget situation. Um, Right now, it's possible that we may have open programming at most of our community centers and sites rather than planned summer camps, but please stay tuned. We will let you guys know as soon as possible. And again, bestparksever.com is where you will find the information about that. So for Aaron, this is John Ryder. See you next time at Park It Here.